write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was Great Sounds Watson with Outside on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Preston with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E Z Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have this today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, in the world of folklore, there are many things that we speak of. But when we truly speak about the Fae, we truly understand what life can be. Now we jump back in the DeLorean and kick it to 88 miles an hour, and we go back in time to the House of State. And there, celebrating pride for the New Haven Pride Center, there was this amazing human being upon stage. And in the crowd, there were people in ski masks with bubble guns. You heard me, bubble guns. And this was forever when I knew life was different. And this was someone I needed in my life. So we put up the flares of artistic integrity and we sent out a beacon. And this most incredible human has come here today to talk about all the things that are they, them, and awesome. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. We do not need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the igmatic amazing and absolutely iconoclastic indigo the fae <laughs> thank you for that wonderful introduction of course yes, i'm indigo the fae i'm from new haven i'm excited to be on this uh on this podcast oh my goodness thank you hello thank you new much. haven <laughs> So for, for those who, who don't know, who have actually been living completely under a rock in, in the past year, year and a half, um, who are you and what exactly do you do? I am Diamond Ellis, a.k.a. Indigo, a.k.a. Indigo the Fae. I am a rapper, I am a producer, and I'm a curator of pop-up events in New Haven. I created Punk Noir, which was a punk queer festival located downtown New Haven, um, as well as like POC black fronted bands. Um, I also organize HIFE, which is centered on electronic artists from out of state, bridging them to connect with artists from Connecticut as well. And on my own time, I am producing my own beats. I am writing my own music and dropping on SoundCloud at random times without warning to my fans. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, no, that is a big resume. And for, for people who don't know, that is also very particular behavior for the Fae. Uh, the Fae is very mischievous and will, will do what they want, when they want, and how they want it. What um, drew you to the lore of a Fae? So a lot of times um, people that are close to me, they'll notice that I'm kind of like in my own world, um, just like in my own headspace, which is why I tell people like I'm from inner space because um, not really 
feeling the vibes of humanhood all the time. Um, and I do feel like kind of detached from common society. And so I feel kind of like just another creature. Um, and the fairy or fae comes about because I'm kind of just like always looking cute, um, always popping out to the most random things. Like you'll just randomly see this fairy-like person like in the mosh pit of like these metal shows. Um, I used to go to a lot of um, underground raves, noise shows, um, rock shows, and I'd just be looking like bubbly and cute. And so it's kind of like this fairy is just floating around. Um, so that's kind of where Faye came from. And, and it's, it is very true because there's nothing like looking at like going to like a Scavs or a Queen Kong show and seeing like a Powerpuff girl in, in the pit dancing <laughs> around like there, there is no tomorrow. <laughs> But that's one of the most important things and, and one of the things we love about the New Haven scene in particular. You know, a lot of people like to look past the New Haven scene, but we are so super supportive of each other um, that it really does not even matter the style. You know, like if just homie has a show, we're all going to be out there. We're all going to be acting a fool and, and having as much fun as humanly possible. Um, and that has allowed us to connect with a whole bunch of incredible people. You, I know last year or this past year, um, you got to open up for the absolutely amazing uh, Chesky Ramos. What was that like and how did that call happen? Yeah, that was so cool. Um, so like that was a long time coming because uh, the first time I ever performed in Boston, I think that was 2021, um, I got booked for Third Wave, this underground dance party um, scene that happens. And one of the people in the crowd was like, oh my God, your set was awesome. Um, you said you're from New Haven. A lot of your music references New Haven. Do you know Chesky? Do you know the fake four? And I was like, I have no idea who that is. Um, but thanks for peeping game and letting me know that there's like, I didn't realize there was someone in New Haven who like had an independent label and was super successful in their in the rap game, just like doing their thing, traveling and I thought that was really impressive. Um, what I didn't expect was the person who talked to me that night actually hit up Chesky on Twitter and was like, hey, you need to like, like tap in with Indigo the Fae who just rocked Boston and like is from New Haven. And so um, Chesky like liked the tweet and was like, okay, cool. I'll check this person out. And let's see I think it was like the next time I performed in Boston that the same person same person who had said something about Chesky was like um, they saw the flyer online for my show this happened in February and they were like cool I'm gonna come through they came through and once again tagged Chesky on Twitter and was like why haven't you tapped in with Indigo yet? It's mm -hmm. been like over a year. Um, and Chesky kind of like liked it. And I noticed he started to watch my stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And he was like commenting on my things. He messaged me and said, hey, I've been watching your stuff and you seem really cool. Um, would you be interested in any performance opportunities? And I said, absolutely. Uh, and so he let me know that there was going to be a, um, what is called, May Day 
or was it Cinco de Mayo? It was Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, would you like to be part of this? It'll be the label, um, some people from Fake Four coming to New Haven. Would you like to open? And I was super excited. I knew it was a big opportunity. Because um, honestly, when it comes to rap, I think a lot of people glorify like the mainstream artists and like mm -hmm. the glamour, luxurious life. Um, I think it's nice to have luxuries. Anybody wants that. Like everybody wants that. And we all do deserve that. At the same time, um, I recognize how there's a lot of systemic nonsense going on in the mainstream like entertainment game. And I don't really want to have any part of that. Like people don't own their music. People are actually owing millions of dollars to the labels that they sign to. Um, and also labels can choose when they want to give you attention, give you airtime and promotion and when they're on to the next hottest fad of music. And so I really respect independent artists. Um, I respect artists that leave America to for their art in order to, to, to make money so that they can live um, and perform. I really respect that. So I really respect Chesky for um, how he's been holding it together and just like being an artist and a business person. I felt like that was such an honor um, to to share the stage um, with mm -hmm. that whole gang. And the experience itself was great. Chesky is super charming. Oh my gosh, super sweet <laughs> and genuine. Um, like they tell you like, don't meet your heroes, quote unquote. Chesky is a hero that you totally want to meet. <laughs> super sweet person. And New Haven no. loves Chesky. Like ridiculous how it was sold out. Now, sold out. Oh, yeah. a hero oh, yeah. you didn't know you ever had? Absolutely. Because like oh, I said, you, I you took my line. Know. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Great no, I was literally going to say awesome. that. I was like, yeah, see, it, it's what's so incredible because, like, yeah. I met, you know, I met Chesky a little bit even before <laughs> knowing his music. I, like, just broke bread with him with Wauta. Um, and he's just such an incredible human. Like, someone I, I want to sit and talk to and, and just hours of conversation about every little thing from, you know, the writing of a perfect verse or the most imperfect verse to, you know, talking about politics, to talking about, you know, um, religious trauma, to talking about, you know, who won the past game that no one paid attention to while it was, while it was on in the background. You know, it's just such that incredible aspect. So he becomes literally that hero you don't know. He's that, that homie turned hero or that mm -hmm. hero turned homie, depending on mm -hmm. how you want to look at it. And the music is so good. Oh. Like, oh my God, the the rapping with a live band, I love that. So mm -hmm. incredible. And the lyrics are just like, this is poetry. It's like quick, fast poetry. Like and speedy also poetry. The fact that how much like New Haven and other places do love him, you know, the flex that he gets to walk off stage to the other side of the stage away from the microphone and the entire crowd will start and continue a song until he decides he wants to come back and sing with everybody that is such a, such an amazing thing and it's, it's a once in a lifetime type of talent and when he sees something in someone and and that is like the ultimate because i remember seeing you the first time that i saw you um i believe it was september uh two years ago for the uh, the pride event uh at the state house as well you were with the amazing pink navel um and i knew from jump that no matter how many people were there 
the way you commanded the stage, the way that you executed your stuff, it was something different. And you became one of my daughter's uh, favorite new artists, right? And that in that aspect, and to have someone who is mm -hmm. so um, positive and friendly for those that are different, um, you know, the, the fact everyone knows the story of my daughter. Um, it's incredible that she can have such incredible human beings that she can talk to. It's not just the people that like are famous throughout the aspect, but you're approachable. And, you know, when my daughter had a question, you were right there for it. And you saw, you know, that there's beauty there in her transformation and her acceptance. So I wanted to thank you for that. Oh my God, that is so sweet. What's your daughter's name? Crow. Crow, hi Crow. Oh my God, it was great to meet you. Um, and I'm glad that I could be inspiration for you. Never stop expressing your truest self. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So that being said, you know, um, in the industry as, as dark and as twisted and as image centric as it is on that mainstream, massively corrupt systemic level, um, how has it been being outside of the sociological norm, trying Word. to make your way through the industry? Word. Uh, before I get into that, I do have to shout out that I have a project coming up with Chesky awesome. um, that's coming out, I think this it's sometime in December. I'm not going to say a date. Uh, sometime before Christmas. It's really cool. Um, it's like a bunch of small EPs coming out from people on the label. And I'm not on the label officially, but yeah. I'm going to be part of that project. So stay tuned. Um, those EPs will be released on Bandcamp through Fake nice. 4. And you'll see me up there. But to get into your question, um, how has it been being independent? Um, it's really hard, to be honest. Um, it's really hard because I do all the promotion for myself. I do all the graphic design for myself. Um, and I really love guerrilla marketing. Honestly, it can be so fun. It's way better than just like paying Facebook $10 to send your flyer in your event to like 500 people for a couple of days. What I do um, is I do a lot of investing in myself and my art. I bought my own printer so I could print my flyers myself. I bought like this little Bluetooth sticker printer so I can print out my QR codes and stick them on the, the bus. Um, <laughs> the bus... Um, or bus stops or anything like that. And word of mouth is the most powerful form of promotion. So I just, I like to connect with people um, and I like to be an inspiration for people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people like, they ask me, what are the best venues to perform at? What are um, some other artists that I can be reaching out to for collaborations? And I feel like that's another thing, collaborating that's another thing that propels one's career as a um, as a performer, as a musician. And so it's really hard to keep up with all of that, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, it's I've been told so many times that I need a team because I do everything mm -hmm. myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know. I just got to find people that are on the same like wavelength because I know people who are motivated. But when it comes to like the energy and frequency of my particular vibe, I still need to find like a dedicated squad. 
No, that that, yeah. that is so true because, you know, uh, you are only as strong as the team that is around and it shouldn't necessarily be a team as much as it should be 100% of a family and in the best and worst ways, you know, because, you know, I will do anything for a family member, a teammate, you know, when, when practice is over and if we're not playing a game, I got stuff to do. But a family member, you get that call to two o'clock in the morning that someone needs to be picked up. You're there, you know. So you know you might not be speaking to that person at that point in time, but that family member calls you, and somebody else is raining on their parade, and you're there with the umbrella. So that's why it's mm -hmm. so super, super important to have that team, um, and to, to yeah. have the right people on that team. So I totally get that. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> I agree too. I definitely agree. Uh, my team is just myself and my friend over here with with, with, the, with the fuzzy beards. We're the fuzzy beard team. We're a good squad. Um, <laughs> fuzzy beard team. But I want to know just a little about not even just Chesky being your hero, just who your heroes in general, because you're a female of color going into like a metal world and a rock world, just uh, exploring this stuff. I mean, I could just talk a little bit about my past, like 20, 25 years ago. Like I've never like really seen like just people just of our our race just like going to this more and more and more and it's wonderful to see this it's great to see this it's exhilarating and it's liberating at the same time um just tell me about that little world just starting out and just um knowing knowing that you are your own hero when it comes to your journey i just want to know a little bit more about that yeah definitely my own hero um <laughs> to get personal i guess um I have always loved music, but I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I could do it because growing up, I was told that I was too shy. Like, I always yeah. loved Spotlight, to be honest. And I hate, mm -hmm. I kind of hate saying that mm -hmm. because it's not about the attention or the entertainment of it for me. It's about the raw expression and the ability to just like express I guess um to be a little redundant with it I mean expression is about the outside perception yeah the outsider kind of looking at the the thing that is happening the creation that is happening for me I would dance at family functions and I was told that are you dancing like that you can't dance that's a not family that's function not, family that's like crazy <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Some people so can't dance at family because... function. We just embrace it. That is insane. Continue. Nah, my mom's going to be so mad that I'm even saying this. She's like, oh, my God, <laughs> you always make it. it sound like your childhood was. No, nah, I had a great nah, childhood. Nah, nah. But there are moments where I didn't feel supported creatively. Um, mm -hmm. Like I wanted to be a Disney star um, and a Nickelodeon star. And I would literally see the ads. I don't know if you remember this. They would I put do. ads on I TV. Do, yeah. mm -hmm be the next star on Disney Channel. And I would go to those auditions uh -huh. and I would be told, you're too shy. Um, you need wow. like lessons. And so uh -huh. I just, I just kind of gave up on the performance aspect and like the music aspect. I didn't believe that yeah. I could even write songs. Um, and then I, I got into a relationship with someone who mm -hmm. was super dedicated to music. And up. it inspired me incredibly. Um, I am no longer with that person. Mm -hmm. But the inspiration that I got propelled me directly onto that stage. <laughs> um, 
my first time really getting on stage as a performer though was in poetry um i started mm. off with spoken word and so the microphone in hand kind of became familiar to me but i had to learn how to like feel that confidence in music um i witnessed artists like doja cat on the come up and right. that she was creating her own beats i was like all right i have an ipad i'm about to download GarageBand, and we're gonna start making my own beats too and that's what i'm doing today um this year i told myself all all um create all my beats are going to be by me um this year there you go. unless i know the person in person who created the beat um <laughs> <laughs> and so i really had to like trust myself to right. be honest mm -hmm. just to express who i am um and it took a long time to even realize what kind of artist I was. I love all, all genres of music, but yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm going to be creating those genres of music. So I went from like, oh, do I want to be like in an indie band or like, do I want to be making alternative hip hop and R&B or like, what is it? Um, and I still think my sound is developing. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely mm -hmm. on the like electronic spectrum, but like I went from like kind of like trap music to now making more like digital hardcore. Mm -hmm. And some of my more recent inspirations are like, well, first of all, Rico Nasty is the person that showed me that I can get on that microphone and record a song. <laughs> Nobody else before that. I might have loved music before, right. but nobody, nobody made me feel like, oh, I can start recording and making music videos today if I wanted to. When I saw Rico Nasty Key Lime OG on YouTube, that was it. That was the start of Indigo or Dime 203. If you remember, um, I had that name first, but mm. that was the beginning of me as a rapper. Mm -hmm. and, and this um, is the beginning when I have to say the call letters W-N-A-H-L-L-P oh, I keep on messing this up W-N-H-H-L-P 103.5 FM New Haven myself pressing with my partner in crime Long Island Rays Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building Indigo please continue hope I didn't lose your train of thought we you nah we out here <laughs> um, and so yeah Rico Nasty's huge influence more one of my recent influences though um because Rico Nasty is signed so that's kind of like I have that perspective like she's kind of yeah. like in the system a bit but I think Lustig Puppy is so cool um if you don't know Lustig Puppy definitely tap in that's like Brooklyn uh queercore digital hardcore music um she's been or rather they've been touring the UK, they've been touring the US, like every couple months, this person is touring. And so it's like, if you're, if you're into like femme, punk, electronic, hardcore music that is different and danceable, mm -hmm. definitely tap in on Lessig Puppy. I believe Lessig is independent and that's why I'm super inspired by them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I also really like Princess Nokia who held it down um, independent for a very long time. I think, awesome. I don't know if they're still independent, but I know that they signed to a label in the UK, which I think is a bold move and really mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah. 
No, and, and that's one, one of the most important things and, and, and something that I love to highlight here on the show. I'm glad we have this show to do it is making sure as an artist, you are giving yourself the time to find your own sound, to develop your own sound. You know, we, we talk about it on the show all the time. Um, all original music has already been done by, you know, dead humans in powdered wigs. The only thing that we have to be original is our point of view and it's, and it's who we are. Um, and you can express it in no matter what genre they want to put you in so they can categorize you. Um, you can express it in any way humanly possible. And if you're having fun doing it and it's healthy, um, you're not killing anyone, then we're totally fine. Unless it's, you know, the rich and then we eat the rich and that's fine too. But, you know, <laughs> but we don't, we don't kill them. We eat them. Nom, we, nom, they nom. kill each other. That's how that really goes. Oh, um, Lord. Yeah. Word. See, we have a plan. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's so super, 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 super interesting because, you know, coming up through the, the music industry, the way that people usually do, you know, there, you, there was this whole aspect of you needed to cross over that mainstream, but really underlined, you never had to, you know, one of the uh, reasons that we talk about Chesky as much as we do is also because of his connection with Fat Mike. And Fat Mike comes from a band that was one of the biggest punk bands out there that never signed to a major label. Mm. Like, that is the reality. You don't necessarily need it. You're just paying a lot more out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And that does mean at a point in time you, you sleep less because you're doing everything because you don't have a team yet or because you haven't mm -hmm. found that family that, that believes. Believes in in your dream as much as you do, um, but this has always been out there, and I just love the fact that now, especially with the internet, you know, it is so much easier to get your stuff distributed, so that you can start playing those shows over overseas and you know mm -hmm. doing a little European tour. I know SP we talk about all the time. You know, Japan that is that is that is end goal for us. We want to play a show in Japan, um, and mm -hmm. you know, because we just think the crowd is going to be amazing and. Who doesn't like who doesn't want to who doesn't want a whole bunch of like people in multicolored bright clothing jumping around acting a fool to you being a fool on stage? It is mm -hmm. one of the most incredible things humanly possible. Um, what is the inspiration though behind the music itself? You know, mm. how, pers how personal do you actually get? And you know. <laughs> Do share, do share. Yeah, we dig, we dig deep in this show. We dig deep. Nice. Um, okay, so that's a good question. I feel like my music, again, I've done some genre shifting and some genre melding. So I think it kind of depends what aspect you're talking about. I think for early Indigo, there was a lot of like raunchy, edgy, queer core lyrics and um and mannerisms <laughs> i think the inspiration for that was just um just liberation to be honest just being like really open um and funny i wanted it to be kind of like humorous and ridiculous mm -hmm. definitely inspired by cupcake um <laughs> who has that kind of like raunchy wild lyrics that kind of make you like think twice and you kind of have to rewind the song like did I hear that right um <laughs> a lot of those songs are not released and so I'm definitely working on getting those out I think more recently I've been kind of in my existential bag 
just mm-hmm. like <laughs> contemplating um contemplating existence like what it's like to be black in america what it's like to be like non-binary um not just as a gender term but also just like as a human like Mm -hmm. again i don't always feel like i align with people you might hear me refer to others as humans like sometimes i walk in a room and i'm like "Hmm, humans are here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my friends kind of look at me funny like you're one of us aren't you and i'm like i don't know i'm like part human (laughs) um (laughs) and that's through like that's like a cultural reference. I feel like existentially, I am kind of like other. And so right. um, a lot of my music kind of reflects that. That's more the experimental and electronic stuff. A lot of which is not released. Once mm-hmm. again, please stay tuned. I'm a shout out myself. Um, check me out on SoundCloud, Indigo, I-N-D-I-G-A-U-X. A lot of my stuff is there. Um, but my most recent project, Indigo the Fae, which is an EP of three songs, is out on Bandcamp right now. And I put little blurbs about what each of the songs is about. Um, the first one is very like aggressive because it is a diss track. And, but like not a diss track to anyone in particular, just like a situational diss track. It's like, mm-hmm. God, I don't want to get too like into it. <laughs> okay, well, you can share as much as you. you want, yeah, and 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 for those who really want to get into it, what you want to do is you want to go to their Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. You want to buy the entire Definitely EP support. for I believe it's thirty three dollars and thirty three cents. It's mm-hmm. best three dollars and thirty three cents you're going to spend. I would suggest waiting until the next Bandcamp fee free day. But if you don't have time yep. and you want to do it right mm-hmm. now, you go and you do that right now, and that's fine too. That's absolutely fantastic. But, you know, and then listen to the song, then re-listen to the song. And then you go to a show, you find it to go probably be at a Queen Kong show, might be at a Shane Penguin show, might might be at a Chesky show. Then mm-hmm. These things happen, okay? And then you have that conversation, and this is how you might be that team member that family member that Indigo has been looking for to there help get to that next level. Mm-hmm. So that's really what, what you want to do. Yeah. And like I said, you can share as much as, or as little as you want. It is mm-hmm. your story. Um, do not feel pressure to, to say one way or the other. Um, Thank you. But yeah, I course. also would like to, to, to point out um, one, you need to take a look into um, doing some research in something called the, the theater of ridiculous. Um. That sounds familiar. I think someone it, tried to put from, me on. It's from New York City. Um, it's actually where Andy Warhol came out of it, and and um, a lot of phenomenal uh, drag queens came through, and they got real interesting into different points of of very obscure, weird, and uh, edge edgy, <laughs> edgy, edgy um, art. Uh, so I think that's Love that's that. perfect for you. Um, and on top of that, um, what is it like? Because a lot of people will see who we are on stage or in an interview like this, which I love the fact that you're being hundred percent you, which is, is key. Here. <laughs> um, Cause this is another side. Cause those who have heard some of the edgier stuff wouldn't realize, you know, you are a sweet, you know, kind and, and very thought thought provoking human being and a sensitive human being, um, you know, which is so awesome. What is it like 
living that whole aspect. And oh, oh one more thing on top of that, maybe we come from the same planet because I do the same thing as per humans. And I, I feel just a little, I'm like, eh, like why, 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 you know, there'll be times I'll short, like we call it short circuiting um, in public when we're doing some type of public experience because I'm super overwhelmed by the humans that are around. And mm-hmm. uh, me sometimes it's like, you good? I was like, huh, humans, people, there's just people. And he's like, all right, go, go outside, go hang out with your vape. You'll be better for like five minutes. Um, right. So yeah, I think we might be cut from a similar cloth, which means we now actually have to make me together so fantastic <laughs> let's do it <laughs> but i want to um, talk about the interaction of humans though um yeah. just the clips i've been seeing of you at the partner R festival um that you uh, helped create in uh, new haven uh you guys look like you're having the most amazing time in the world uh just tell us just a little bit about how that came up together and what more contributions uh, you want to put into the festival when it comes into 2024 and beyond Word. Okay, just to clarify, yeah, I didn't help put Punk Noir okay. together. Okay, that, that's miscommunication. My bad. No, 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 no problem. <laughs> I just want to clarify. I created Punk Noir. I'm like the founder, yeah. executive director, and I had lots of help um, gotcha. putting it together. But um, so there may be. for 2024, <laughs> Punk Noir is the idea is for it to be a three day festival over the weekend next summer and it'll be split up um, between genres the first day will be all genres of the punk diaspora and anybody will be able to take up stage because it's going to be an open mic and then day two will be like electronic punk and day three will be live bands and so um, that's like all I have right now I don't have a location I'm like peeping different locations right now Literally just like checked out a location in Middletown, um, found a little something in Meriden. As you know, there's kind of a venue scarcity in New Haven. So well, um, yes, but but also there was that cool spot that you that we saw together uh, in Hamden. That would be perfect for something like that. In Hamden, oh yeah. the shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely plan to reach out to them. Um, actually, Sorry. I have. I have reached out to them, and I'm just waiting to hear back. So I'm uh, excited we, we, about that too. We, we we could make that happen. Like I I, I I'm I'll just I'll, we can uh, we incorporate Elm Underground as well. Uh, Mike Voice. Um, yeah, let's and, do it. Yeah. All right, we're okay. See, see, we're making we things happen. In. We're making. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm ready to work. Bestest friends is by now. Okay, cool. This um, is great. Oh, and to answer your question about like how people kind of react to the mm-hmm. fact that on stage I am one thing and then I'm kind of like not quiet it depends if you know me deeply then you'll know that I'm silly and just as rowdy as I am on stage um and then for people that are kind of new I'm just a little bit more reserved or like I'm kind of more observant to the other people it's like do you deserve to enter through the gates of indigo's full personality like (laughs) not everybody gets to witness my full personality some of my friends don't even like know who i am to be honest and like that's okay because i'm still discovering who i am and so it's a nice journey um it's a little weird because like people have their expectations of me and when they realize they don't know me it's like this weird thing of like disappointment but it's like 
you don't feel you're not entitled to feel disappointed you had expectations of some of a personality and a uh, a image that you see on instagram but you don't know who indigo is irl and that's right. okay that is perfectly fine <laughs> well no that that's something that if you really care find my interviews listen to this interview read right. through interviews from my past find out about me dm me like <laughs> there you go have a conversation at a show i mean that that yeah. is one of the biggest things that that pe people not in this industry don't quite understand but also people sometimes in this industry don't understand there is going to be that that di dichotomy and we say all the time it's got that professional wrestling type of feel the most successful people are those that are just themselves turned up to 11 when they're on stage you know, and, and a lot of people with myself is, you know, I'm on stage and that's that's home for me. Like I'm here to, to do battle and this is my home and you can't take my home from me. Um, but then I get off stage and I'm, you know, I'm that chubby 12 year old that was just never good enough to do nothing. Um, mm. and, you know, still sitting on my bed, afraid to talk mm -hmm. to people. Um, you know, both are the same is the same person and both are just as real as the other. But you know, both are there and you're either going to know one or the other. And, you know, we say it all the time. I'm not, I'm not responsible for what other people's opinions of me, nor is it any of my business. Mm -hmm. um, but I, but I love it because people underestimate so many different ways mm -hmm. uh, and you get to, you get to catch them by surprise. Um, now, what that. is it like trying to catch people by surprise in Elm City where, we're, I mean, we're pushing some boundaries. We're, we're doing some things, but we ain't pushing as hard as we can. Um, you got you got some some people out there that, that try to push a little bit more than others. But then you have a lot of people because it gets so simple and easy to fall into a routine because it get, becomes comfortable. When we're truly doing art, we're, we're living as uncomfortable as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. um, and how do you manage that? Yeah, um, I'll be very frank with you. Connecticut, you're not edgy enough. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. But I think that the, the idea that we're like on the edge and we're so cool is like not true. <laughs> like, um, check out the Brooklyn underground scene and then talk to me. <laughs> well, um, no, see, hold on. I'm going to push back for a second because okay. it's, it's, it's to me, it's not really that it, it, it's on the edge, not on the edge or, or on the forefront of being on the edge. Mm -hmm. It's there are actual artists out here that are just out here to be artists. And mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of that in other areas. And I think we get slept on for that um, mm -hmm. a lot. So like there, yeah. there's a lot of people who are allowed, to, like I just saw, as you can see by my awesome shirt, I just saw a people's club, you know, uh, the other day. And, you know, these guys are pushing that envelope in a punk type of way, more similar to like a Captain Beefheart uh, so, I mean, it's there. It's yeah. just not as, okay. to me, it's not as unified. And like, for some reason, you don't know about people's club and people clubs don't know about you. And that's the problem mm -hmm. because I feel like you all be rocking in the same type of scene. And now we're talking about shows getting crazy. Like mm -hmm. the dude showed up in cheekless jorts. Love it. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. Num so see, <laughs> um, but that so I, I think it's there it's just um the scenes don't know about each other and that's why we love this show because 
you know, no matter what the style of music is, if you're out there to push art, I, then we want to do something with you. We want to, we want to build with you out here. And that's something okay. that I learned from, from Connecticut, from like a Mark Lyon or a Mr. Council or a Chesky Ramos, you know, or, you know, Opus. And I Steve will Rod. say that like, um, I love the scene in Brooklyn. I think that Connecticut's kind of like conservative. And so, okay. So, there's so much I want to say here. For example, and say it all. I, went, time. <laughs> I went to a Buck show yesterday. I don't know if you know Buck, um, mm -hmm. who's like this experimental uh, performer and noise artist who literally wears like, I don't know, it's like a trash bag with all this like stuff glued to it and like a mask and stuff while screaming poetry over drums. And it's just so cool, right? Um, the mm -hmm. show is awesome. I think the crowd kind of struggled to understand the artisticness of it. I think it was funny that nobody was moshing during the set, which mm -hmm. I kind of liked because, again, there was a story being told through Buck's performance. So I think people kind of caught on to that and they might have been witnessing. But also there was like, I don't know. I felt like there was a lack of like coherence in the crowd of like the art form that was happening before them. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of just stood and watched and yeah, it was like kind of weird. Um, I think in Brooklyn, when artists do things like that, or even not even just Brooklyn, because um, mm -hmm. this is what I was going to bring up. Brooklyn is a great hub of art. However, in New York, is a great hub of art. However, it is so expensive to live there. I think that a lot of the cities that we consider art hubs are actually deteriorating. Um, for example, New York, the, the air quality, when those fires happened in Canada, the uh -huh. air quality in New York was so, like, <laughs> it was so affected by the fact oh, yeah. that there's just buildings everywhere that the the smog just like stayed trapped in the city for a prolonged period of time, causing people to have like respiratory issues and people with um, Im immunocompromisations, they were not able to go outside. Um, as well as like the fact that the street is literally like caving in in some places. This is just a little bizarre to me. And then in California, um, there's constant fires, the, there's an issue with like the amount of clean water that they have available. Um, there's like the issue of homelessness. There's the issue of air quality, traffic. <laughs> I really admire artists who leave these hubs, these places that we've seen as traditional hubs of art and they leave them to create new hubs in places that are unlikely. For example, Boston has a really great show house scene. New Brunswick in, in Jersey, they have a great show house scene. Great musical artists there. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta gets slept on so much. They're starting to get a little bit of buzz now um, because rappers are coming from there. But they have like genre benders um, and like groundbreaking sounds that are coming out of Atlanta. Um, there's an artist who goes by Frank Frankie Consent, who's mm -hmm. an experimental performer. A, 
kind of reminds me of Buck, just very like outlandish avant-garde performance and music. They always put on a intricate, um, an intricate and textually, textually diverse performance and production every time they do a show. It's like a whole art installation. Mm -hmm. And they bring together communities of unlikely creatives to unlikely spaces. I really love that. I think Connecticut is on the cusp of being one of those unlikely artistic hubs because mm -hmm. New York is so close, but the way that inflation is, the cost of living is impossible for an artist. Artists, there are people that I was so inspired by um, just coming into music and modeling and just artistic expression. People I follow on Instagram who have hundreds of thousands of followers now and they're from New York or they move to New York for their art. And today they're posting like mutual aid requests because they can't mm -hmm. afford their rent or, or they need to get out of the city period and they can't mm -hmm. afford to. And I think about things like that and I'm like, wow, I, there are moments where the city can really uplift you. And I've seen like, like for example, Dochi, um, I think it's Dochi, Dochi, moved to New York, was homeless for months. And oh, now man. she's like, she's touring and making mad money and she's doing her man. art. She signed though. Yeah. And um, Great to hear on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, Easy Blues, in the bed, in the go. Please continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, these artists they were once in a place that was like, oh, okay, like the city is going to do great for me. And then now what? And I, I don't know. I just definitely see New Haven becoming like a sanctuary for struggling artists mm -hmm. who can't make it, who literally just can't survive in the city. Um, because we have so much art here, so much collaboration, um, potential collaboration here. The only thing is we need those re resources available to artists to be like straight up available to artists. No more nonprofits getting it in between the arts and mm -hmm. the resources needed to right. produce the art. Like just get mm -hmm. out the way, stop giving out like five grants a year. And like, right. why don't we have like a pool <laughs> I'm I'm an anarchist. I'm sorry. No, I'm just you're like, good ideas. We're like we're, we're loving this whatever. information. First of all, I, I love anarchy. But yeah, let's be real. <laughs> I love anarchy, and that's fine. And no, you're you're 100 correct. And you know there are ways, and and we're gonna talk. We're gonna grow because too much. Too we're talking very similar languages. I just know that next next cusp and layer for you. Uh, it's a little grimy and it's a little dirty, and I know you don't want to necessarily get there, but I am someone who can get there for you. Um, just saying, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk, we'll talk, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 super important. But everything you're saying, though, too, when you look at the greater scale of, of music and music history, has always been there, you know. I, you know, there are stories that. Alice Cooper opened for the doors at the Whiskey A Go Go, and his show was so strange, he got the entire audience to walk out before the door came on. Wow. 
You know what I mean? So, like, there has been this type of art. There has been this, the theater of ridiculous. Like, definitely check that out because there are these extra layers. And the more that I found out and learned about that, like, I'm a huge, you know, I'm about to, to launch a new, uh, a new clothing line called Carney AF. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a huge proponent for, you know, the carnival life is how I mm -hmm. live. But it's also because there's such an honor code there. And, be so, and, you know, because, you know, we only are functioning within ourselves that it that it, it's just so super important. Um, and that's one of those aspects of as you move forward, you know, you have to then kind of adapt to this thing. And you even see it. We talked when Chesky was on the show the last talked about the codependence aspect. And I said to him, I was like, you know, I pay really close attention to how this is going down. Because the more successful he gets in this system, the bigger of a light is going to be shined on New Haven. And that mm -hmm. means, and I'll say it again, so all New Haven and Connecticut artists pay attention. There's about to be a very big spotlight here. Yes. Now is the time is. to release your best art. Don't be happy with the, the, the stuff you just have as content. You know, this is this this is where you need your walls. This is where you need, you know, your your stuff to just pop the best. Fight harder, be better, put on a better live show, put more passion into, into your project. And mm -hmm. do not be afraid to bleed all over the track is mm -hmm. all I'm saying. It's gonna be our time but y'all are not prepared. And that's me saying right. that, not Indigo. Just saying. I think you're right. I co-sign. Oh. <laughs> now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. <laughs> Preston's like, oh, man. <laughs> not again. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on, 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 on the chaos I just spewed, Indigo? Um, cha cha cha. I mean, like I said, New Haven, it's a hub. It's a hub already. And then, um, with inflation, I really think that people from different places, especially from New York, are gonna be trickling through to kind of like they're already peeping game. I mean, people mm -hmm. from New York. I meet a lot of people from New York who are like, oh, I went to a show in New Haven this one time at the. Or I went to New York um, and I didn't even know anybody knew of me in New York. And this one person was like, are you Indigo? I was uh -huh. like, how do you know me? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like people, people peep Connecticut and like not just the music, the fashion is ridiculous. Uh -huh. Our fashion scene. Okay, I have to shout out um, the, the Black Femmes out here. Sid Bell, tattoo artist and Sid University founder is an amazing, amazing, amazing fashion designer who has done Fashion Week before, who has put on great productions. We've collaborated on um, productions before. And so definitely tap in Sid University. I mean, she's one of the people that's bridging, um, bridging creative borders between artists out of state and Connecticut, as well Unfortunately. as- Unfortunately, we have to bridge the borders of the, this interview starting to roll in, in into the very end. We, we do want to give this time for you to pump it out and let's promote the heck out of yourself, all the homies, how they find you, where they can get a high five or a fist bump. You know what I'm saying? And like how we, we can invest in, in Indigo and how to move. Definitely. Forward. Yeah, yo, uh, 
I have been Indigo the Fae. You can find me on Instagram at N-D-I-G-A-U-X. I have a show coming up in Hartford on the 11th of November with Foxtails, Tilt, and Chop, 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 and a bunch of other artists. It's Brat Festival, so pop out. I also have a show um, with Queen Kong in December. I have a project coming out with Chesky Ramos in December, and I just dropped an EP on Bandcamp called Indigo the Fae. Check that out, buy it, or check it out on all other platforms coming out October 27th. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Indigo, uh, before we get off in this interview, um, three things you are grateful for. I am grateful for my two cats who tried to eat my leftover pizza this morning. Um, <laughs> I am grateful for... The community in Connecticut, y'all are really awesome. Um, even when I'm tired of y'all, you just always come <laughs> through and you're you're kind of cool. You're kind of cool. And I'm just grateful for self-existence. The fact that I get to breathe right now. Yeah. Indigo, thank you so much for being part of Behind the Brand. We appreciate you. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. And this has been Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. You ain't appreciate you.